greetings and salutations. I'm going to say that shit again in a minute, but greetings and salutations and welcome to the saga of Steve Rogers. My name is Tom and I'm glad to have you here. I know it's been a minute. I know I've let people down and I've kind of let myself down and I'm doing that uh, thing from uh, the Da Vinci Code where the guy slaps himself on the back. Paul Bethany, by the way, turned out to become the vision. Not a bad guy. Uh, slaps himself on the back. That's self-flagellation or flagellation. I forget how you pronounce that word, but either way, I'm torturing myself for doing this. Um, I don't, there's no excuse for it. Um, my studio is kind of a shithole. We've been remodeling and moving stuff around, and um, my laptop, which I used to do this, is inside the house because I'm working from home, and these are all excuses. It's also hot as balls. This is the most um, numbers number of days that have been over 115 in the history of Arizona since it broke off as a piece of the sun. So I, I recorded my garage. I enclosed a, one of the car garages of my three-car garage and made it into a recording studio, and I love it, and I love doing this, and I know it seems like I'm saying how much I love doing it, and then I'm saying, well, I really haven't been doing it a whole bunch, but it's true. I haven't been doing it, and I've been kind of slacking, and all I can say is I apologize. I'll do better. Um, I'm putting this out. This is another uh, mobile version where I was driving back into work. Last time I did a mobile one, it was on the way home. I've done a couple more of these. I'm going to put them out. Uh, I've recorded an episode with my daughter, one of the 12-year-old daughters, Aaliyah. I've recorded with the amazing Amy. So I've got a bunch of episodes to put out, and I'll do better. All I could do is commit to you, my people, that I'll do better. Um, But this is a car version. Um, I talk a lot about the pandemic the shit that's happening in the world. And I don't want this to always be about the pandemic, but it's kind of a big fucking deal. So the pandemic, the anniversary of us um, taking in foster kids and what that's like coming up on the anniversaries of shit we did last year. You know, it's like, are we going to do fireworks again this year like we did last year? And it's like, oh, my God, they've been with us over a year. Like it's it's got we have milestones and we have history, not just like remember last week when we did this or a month ago when we did this or when we went to the zoos four or six months ago, whatever. Like we have last year holiday shit now. And um, as we record this, we've recently been notified that we're approved to adopt them. So they're going to be part of the Cole family. So. I will um, continue to be a stepfather to seven, and I will be the actual father of two. So, yes, if you're counting at home, that's nine. Fuck. Yeah, nine kids. But love love this job of being a father. Love doing the podcast. So keep listening, please. All I can say is I apologize. Um, share the wealth. Tell somebody. If you love the show, tell somebody. If you hate the show, tell me what I can do better to make you stop hating it. If you are thinking of a subject, you're like, wow, I wish Tom would talk about this, or I wonder if he's ever thought about talking about this. He probably hasn't. I'm not that fucking smart. Send me an email, steve at sagostevrogers.com. Be on the show. There's a chair sitting across from me. It's hot as balls in this studio right now, but very shortly... It won't be, and you can wear a mask, and it's easily six feet away from me, and I would love to have you here, or if you're like, fuck you, bitch, I don't want to get that close to you, fantastic, call in. I can record a phone from anywhere in the world. I've talked to people all over the world on my phone and recorded them, so it works. It sounds good 
ish. It doesn't sound amazing. It's not as good as if you're across from me, but if you're into it, awesome. If you're not and you know somebody who might be interested, awesome. If you're thinking of a story, tell me. I love stories, man. I love talking to interesting people. So I'm going to stop running my mouth and then I'm going to go play some shit of me running my mouth even more. But either way, love you guys. See you. Bye. Hello. Your download of this podcast is much appreciated. If at any case you feel frightened, angry, or like a spineless bitch, please feel free to mute or delete the show. Other than that, enjoy the saga of Steve Rogers. to a car cast, a coal car cast, or a coal cast, or I don't know, a cold driving podcast episode. Thanks for listening. Appreciate the uh, support. The numbers going up on a pretty regular basis. Uh, love that. So people are sharing the show and telling other people about it. I appreciate y'all for doing that. So last driving podcast I did was driving home from work on the very first day I went back to the site. Today's is actually driving into work. So this morning I woke up at 5.30, took a shower, ate breakfast, did all that morning shit, the uh, fixed action patterns that I talked about last time. Got in the car Drove all the way to work, weaved in and out of traffic, drove on the 101, the 202 to the 101 to the university to the parking garage and reached for my badge and realized it was sitting on the desk back at home. So I had to haul ass, drive like Batman to get back to my house. I was able to make my morning huddle with my team. Um, and then now I'm turning around and heading back in. Good times. Good, good times. Uh, the reason my badge was in the house is to work remote. We have these wonderful little dongles that come up with a random six-digit number, and I always kept it on my radio edit. Edge, so it would always, uh, I just said the name of my employer. Ah, four minutes. Uh, one minute, 47. So on my, on my uh, employee badge, so... I would never not know where it was. Well, now I have my badge sitting on my desk when I'm at home, and I need it on my belt when I go to work. So it's a pain in the ass. We have to figure that out. Fixed action pattern about to be broken. Um, Realized this weekend, so we just finished the 4th of July, and realized that this was the one-year week anniversary that we took in the two little ones that we're about to adopt last year. So it was the first real, Hey, remember last year when we did this moments for them with us and our kids. And it was kind of, it was pretty awesome. It was uh, like to this point, it was always remember a couple weeks ago when we did that or remember at Christmas when we did that, but it wasn't, like last Christmas, we did this thing for Christmas. Can we do that again? It was, 
this year, like, hey, last year we lit off fireworks and we had never done that before. Are we going to do fireworks again this year? And it was, it was a pretty awesome moment. Um, and I'm looking forward to so many more of those. So many more of those. Heading back into the office today because, as I talked about before, I really need the structure that going into the office brings. But I also have a huge dose of fear um, of this virus. I mean, I don't want this to always be about the virus, and I don't want to keep dwelling on it. I don't want to be that doom and gloom harbinger guy. But a lot of people, I mean, I'm in the state of Arizona. Arizona is one of the places that finally admitted, oh, yeah, we we screwed up. We opened up way too early. We realize now that we shouldn't have opened up because we got people really scared of it. And then we opened up and went, woohoo, let's celebrate like it was over. And it was Armistice Day or, you know, V-Day and the war's over and everything's fine and we can go back to the new normal. In Arizona, if you're not from here, Scottsdale is uh, rich people, but it's also party town. There's a section of Scottsdale called Old Town Scottsdale, and that's where all the bars are and People there seemed to forget that we were still in a global pandemic. Wasn't just there, but it's indicative of the way people in Arizona took this opening up of the state and businesses and and to try to stimulate the economy for, you know, to keep businesses open. That that caused this rebound effect that now we're closing down again. The state has extended the beginning of schools, and we talked about it on another on a previous episode, but I'm of the belief that we probably won't be going to school until January, probably after the Christmas break, whatever that would be normally. And, and maybe not even then. I mean, that's just the guess at this point. Who knows what the future holds with this pandemic? I mean, the numbers in in Arizona, where I live, are just increasing. It's it's not getting better. It's getting worse, where other states locked down sooner than we did and stayed locked down longer than we did. We were one of the last states to lock down, and we were also one of the first to unlock down, not a word, but to cancel our lockdown. And we're paying the price for it now. It's it's really not awesome going through this second wave that I mean, everybody kind of knew that it was going to be that there was going to be a second wave or, or we didn't know shit. But the the talking heads told us that there would be a second wave and there would be a resurgence. But the belief and the hope was that the structure and the extraction patterns the, the structure that we put into place would mitigate that as an issue and uh, make it lesser because we'd already have the structure in place of locking down, wearing masks, washing our hands, antibacterial soap, you know, not going out for things that were not priorities and having, having kids homeschooled instead of 
like it's the the peak of summer and it's like just send the kids to the pool and i just want the kids out of the house they want to cool off go play in the pool for two three hours i want them out of the house so i can not hear them complain about stuff can't do it don't want to do it can't do it so that's kind of where we are um looking forward to this next couple months also very scared of this next couple months we're at what looks like the tail end of the process with the foster kids becoming our children adopting them and having them become ours the legal process has been arduous um, a lot of people have thrown stuff in front of us to try to slow the process down the parents obviously wanting to get their kids back which you know good on them for wanting to have their kids back and and, and keep their family together but not doing any of the steps just having the desire to have them back and expecting that they would get them back is really what happened so it, it shouldn't be a quick process to take a child away permanently i i fervently believe that however once it's done it should be done and it should be a pretty quick process for the people who have you know have fought the good fight and done the right things and been through classes and training and you know opened their house and their life up to somebody else's problems and family and to to give of themselves should be able to do that pretty quickly once that happens sadly in this case that's just not what's happening um the family has the the mother's family has kind of pushed another family member into the light to say and this this family member the uncle of the the two kids Ben and May um has decided now after they've been out of the house for two years that he wants to to adopt them that way we can keep them in the family he has no desire to have kids he's a single guy he um doesn't know anything about raising kids doesn't even know these kids literally they don't know him and so now he's kind of popped up in the picture at the very last minute so we're going through steps with that to try to do what's best for these kids um not what's best for the biological mother's family because at the last minute they realize she's not going to be able to do that so you know the family that wasn't able to help all along has decided now's the time they're going to want to help um just so they can save face in the minds of some of the family members you know it's not in the best interest for the kids there it's he's not somebody who wants to have these kids or do what's best for these kids doesn't know anything about child raising. I mean, I've been doing it for five and a half, six years, so I really don't know shit about it either. But Amy's been doing it for 22 years and multiple kids opened her house up, you know, 
to foster kids in the past and knows what's needed and but she's helped get me where I am now at least where I have the ability to think about other people before myself so that's kind of where we are this process that should have been completed a while ago is still ongoing um wish it wasn't wish I was able to say you know Ben and May are are now ours and their names changed to ours and it's this you know the 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 process is kind of coming to an end but it's just not we're just not there sadly um talked to my sister Roberta the other day and when I was talking about the kids she said you know your voice sounds more joyous when you're talking about them you sound happier when you're talking about them than when you're talking about other stuff um she was talking particularly about when i talked about ben because he's a boy and you know it's easy for me to talk to him about oh my god let's watch transformers or this is gi joe let's watch gi joe the movie from 1984 or 5 or whatever year it was like I can do the things with him that I never got to do with my dad. My dad never shared any of my interests. So it's it's pretty pretty interesting to be able to share with him things that were cool to me as a kid and then see the things that he's really into. Like I was never really into dinosaurs, I I guess at some point I must have had some interest in dinosaurs for some reason i remember thinking pterodactyls were the greatest thing ever because when i didn't see them in jurassic park i was like oh that really sucks they should have had pterodactyls and i was like why do i why do i care about pterodactyls oh yeah i forgot at one point in my life i thought they were the coolest thing ever but so yeah it's it's cool to hear other people recognize the joy that speaking about these kids and talking about the things that I've done with them. Like I'm, I'm being, I'm saying these kids rather than saying my son and my daughter, because they're not that yet, but I really think of them that way. They caught, they, you know, when they, <laughs> ah, funny thought, when they first got there a year ago, I started calling Amy mom right away. But because the, the girls, Amy's other kids, uh, my stepkids call her mom. It, they just fell into the pattern of mom. But because Amy's other kids call me Tom, because I'm their stepfather, not their father, they never got in the, in the thought of calling me dad right away. So the, the girl, Mayella, May, I hate Mayella. It's, it's, that's her first and middle name. And, kind of ran together. I, we were told her name was Mayella, so we said it, even though we thought it doesn't sound beautiful, but she's just May now. But May was like, what should I call you? And I said, I don't know. Call me whatever you want. Like, you know, the, she goes, well, everybody else calls you Tom. I said, okay, then you can call me Tom. She goes, that doesn't seem right. And I was like, Okay. And then she's looking around. We were sitting in the kitchen, and she sees 
a stack of bananas on the little banana tree hook thing. And she goes, I'm going to call you Banana Head. And I was like, okay. That lasted about a day, and then it became dad, 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 and that was pretty fun. But the other day, she kind of hearkened back to that. She's like, remember when I used to call you Banana Head? I'm like, yeah, baby girl, I sure do. I remember that. She's like, I like dad better. Sometimes Banana Head's better, and we laughed about it. But pretty interesting, pretty fun. When I moved in with Amy, the youngest was, her youngest, which is now 12, was, no, seven, seven. So they were a little past the super adorable, cute, like rubbing sleep out of their eyes in the morning and, you know, wearing footy pajamas and all that. They, they were a little past it, but not really. But I don't think I they bonded with me as much as um, May and Ben have. I don't know why that is. Maybe I'll have to do some thinking about that and try to figure out, do I own that? Probably do. But either way, um, that's it. I'm getting close to the building, so I'm going to go ahead and wind this up. Thanks for listening. I don't know if these are even fun. They're fun for me. Um, if you guys like these little car cast episodes, let me know in the comments. You can send an email to steve at sagaofsteverogers.com and let me know your thoughts on the car cast episodes. I probably uh, will keep doing them even don't get a lot of feedback. So if a bunch of people say, you know, if I get enough people saying, you know, I'm not a big fan of these, then that means everybody's not a fan of these because people took the time to send me feedback, which is not the the norm from people that listen to my podcast. For some reason, you guys are not really big communicators, which is weird to me. So, but either way, now that I sound like I don't appreciate you, I appreciate every one of you that listen and that tell people and that share the link. Thanks for listening. Susu Studio. Live long and prosper. Make better choices. Get better results. Uh, fixed action patterns. It's not a bad thing. It's just a thing. Thanks. Thanks.
Figured out me and the man in black. Well, I got cash. 